0: Welcome back to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, a.k.a. Yorchi Financial Coconut, and every Thursday, you will finally get to chill with us. We will be bringing on some of the quirkiest, geekiest, leading voices in the personal finance space to give them Simple time to talk about their stories, the lessons they have learned over time and some good advice for all of us. What has aged well? What didn't do so well? Why did they do what they do? So sit back and chill with TFC.
1: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving all of in June.
0: right that's the contention yeah. right yeah what is considered basic standard of living those four things right which was flagged in a certain press release uh, belonging
1: that's you can name one it's okay one yeah. Yeah. Belonging, <laughs> respect. belonging security independence, independence. and respect oh, those four oh, things mm-hmm. yeah that that participants say is a uh, need la but mm. government says don't need la.
0: Maybe just kind of introduce yourself, who are you, what do you do, and all that jazz.
2: Okay, Uh, my name is Teo Yu Yan, I'm a sociologist, and I've been working at NTU for the last 15 years. I do research on poverty and inequality, and also I'm very interested in issues around care and work. Because of those interests in care and work, I think I'm particularly interested also in gender and gender inequality
0: wow okay and you're a best-selling author never tell everybody right (laughs)
2: I wrote a book called This is What Inequality Looks Like.
0: Yeah. And um, is it the best selling book that it, Ethos Book ever it, sold?
2: It is a best selling book. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. Read the book. I love it. I read the book and, and it was it was going around. Like my friends were like, hey, read this book, read this book. It's good. Give you some insights. You know, and we can talk more later, right? Thank so, yes. And yeah. Kok Ho, you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, uh, I'm Ng Ho. I'm a social policy researcher at the Lee Kuan Yew School of Public Policy. Mm. Uh, I mainly, in my research work, look at uh, housing and money. So housing security and insecurity uh, and homelessness. Uh, And then on the money side, I started looking at retirement income issues. And then later on, got interested in this broader issue of how much money is enough. Yeah, that's how we ended up doing this piece of research on minimum income standards.
0: Nice. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are the ones behind what's enough.sg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I referenced that a lot. So please check out the website, what's enough.sg. It's great. It's a great reference point because I think a lot of our listeners, as much as they're like middle, high income earners, they feel very um, uncertain right? Mm. Because like sometimes the goalposts keep moving, uh? sometimes the rep- every year the report comes in uh, 1 million, 2 million, you know, like the number just keeps going up. So what's really enough, right? And I think that's why I wanted to get you guys in. Of course, to we'll talk a little bit about your research, the whole thing, you know, and also at the same time, kind of give our audience some references on like, okay, what is the number that mm. we can plan towards, right? So maybe before we give the magic number, okay, you must stay to the end, <laughs> then you will know the magic number, right? Maybe you can just kind of walk us through like, you know, this minimum income, Report that you guys have,
2: yeah, sure, so the the work started, I mean, both Koho and I you know have been doing work on inequality for a couple of years in the process of doing that work, a lot of times we encounter this question. Yeah, if, if you are so clever, you've talked about all these problems, what is the solution? Yes. And for academics, this can be a very difficult question to answer because actually a lot of our mode of operation is figure out problems as to how to think critically about an issue. And it's not often the case we get asked this question so directly, you know, what is the solution? And I think in the process of trying to think about that, we decided that one way to begin to answer that question is to say if the problem is that there are these groups of people who don't have enough, then what is enough? And who should be involved in saying what is enough, mm, right? Mm. And so this is how we we started on this work of using focus group discussions that brings together ordinary Singaporeans from a very diverse, from diverse walks of life and coming together to think about what should a basic standard of living in Singapore be today? What should it Encompass? What kinds of capacities or opportunities should it encompass? And then what kinds of things should be included in this budget?
0: Great. Love it. Love
1: it. You want to add anything? Because often, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it later, we get questions about the method, right? How you. So the number is only. You can only trust the number if you calculated it in uh in a reliable way. Right? So of course. of course people are very interested in the method behind the number. So we get a lot of methods questions and we then we'll explain and we'll defend. But we, we don't often get to tell people that it's we, we don't have we didn't start off this work, right? Kind of having any personal attachment to the method. Mm-hmm. We ask those same questions uh that if we want to come up with a number, what's the best way to do it? We had internally within the team gone through a process of considering all the various options for coming up with a number like this Mm -hmm. before we settle on the method that Yin just described, right a consensual approach based on focus groups with members of public. Uh, So a lot of the methods questions went through our minds. We were looking around for how to do it and then we found this study. At that time, we started thinking about this in 2016 and at that point, this particular way of doing this research had already been done in UK for quite a number of years. Mm -hmm. So we studied what they did at first just on our own and then we reached out to them. We met them first online and then we, we traveled to the UK to watch them in action, watch them conduct these focus groups to kind of convince ourselves that Okay, okay, this works. So some of those questions, you know, when they say that if in a focus group, what if somebody comes up with a very wild suggestion? Wouldn't it sway your results? We we are very confident about the robustness of the method maybe mm. because we saw
0: it for ourselves. Interesting. And and actually the UK has quite quite advanced in gerontology <laughs> studies. A lot of these kind of like aged studies, you know, it's quite a lot of reports coming out from the UK. Yeah? I mean, at least uh, I've I read quite a few of them. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I think interesting. in
2: general, they have a, a stronger ecosystem. No, I think not not just sort of older older studies of older persons, but I think they have a stronger ecosystem of social policy research. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. don't you say? Yeah, because
1: Mm -hmm. it comes out of uh, an ecosystem. uh, We always say it's not that they have individually brilliant intellectuals, which they do, but these people came out of an ecosystem which nurtures, supports, and and encourages people doing this sort of work to to exist, generation after generation. Generation. And by ecosystem, I'm referring not just to universities where people have uh, kind of freedom to pursue research, uh, all streams of research independently and freely. Their ecosystem also includes uh, NGOs who will then take their work and then do advocacy. Mm. There'll be think tanks that will specialize in small niches, but then they will drill down very deeply into very specific issues. And then of course, a media that will shine the light right, on, their, on their work and get people interested. So it's within this context uh, that, that that kind of research exists.
0: But just for the sake of the audience that you know only listen to us, are you just going to walk us through like this method you know and all that?
1: Essentially, we do waves of focus groups. Groups, right? uh, um, what, I, what I mean is that there are, we schedule the focus groups in such a way that at each stage of the project they have a slightly different task. So first way for focus groups, we ask the participants, what do you think a basic standard of living in Singapore today means? We want to get at people's words. Uh, and how people understand the idea of basing. Right? So we have f- full focus groups where we are not getting into items and prices yet. Huh? We're just asking people what you think it means. right? So we gather all those, those responses, we challenge people, we ask them more questions uh, every time they, they say something and the people listen to each other, they respond to other people's responses. We gather all those data and then that's how uh, the definition of a basic standard of living came about. The, the definition which uh, in recent months, I think people online also have been discussing because it talks about what basic means. Now, this definition is very important because when we go into the second wave of focus groups, this new, so each, in, uh, no participant takes takes part twice. Uh, so every participant is unique. Each focus group is unique. In the second wave, the focus group participants are asked a question. to In order to achieve this basic standard of living as described in this definition, what do you need in the flat? And we go room by room in a HDB flat. I uh, say, tell me everything you need in the living room in order to achieve What this definition says. Then they say, oh, sofa, TV, coffee table. So, they go on and then we say the list must be exhaustive, it must be everything and critically, an item can only enter the final list if everybody in that focus group agrees. That's why we call it a consensual focus group. Mm. So, people do that and then if uh, finally we get the list of everything in every room and I do mean everything from furniture to kitchenware to clothing to toothpaste, shampoo, towel, everything. And then we see, then we go out of the flat. There are activities you do outside the flat, right? Uh, You need to meet friends and family and so on. So, there is all that transport healthcare. We cover everything, then we go away the team of researchers and find out how much those things actually cost in the real world, in shops, in Singapore. Which means when we ask people to say things, right? we also ask them, don't just say toothbrush. What brand? Buy where? How long will it last? Why do you ask this sort of question? So that because you tell me which brand and buy where, I can go to that shop and then look at that thing and know how much it costs. And then I ask you, ask uh, last for how long, so that I can calculate. You say toothbrush lasts for uh, two years and it costs uh, two dollars. Then I know per month I can calculate how much it is. Now,
0: right? I know you <laughs> are that type of people. We are yeah, that the, type the, of people. The curtain amortized thirty years. You know, <laughs> <laughs> every week is two cents or something. Like oh that. my God! Yeah. So
1: dude, there were months when the team were just going. Into those shops. So we distribute the work. Like, some of us go into those shops that sell just knickknacks, odds and ends in the neighborhood. That's everything type, right? Chopstick, your soy sauce, saucer, and towels. and So, so we do all that. Some things you can check online catalogs, electronics, quite standard. You mm-hmm. huh? say Harvey Norman or Kotz, so we can go and check and all that. Okay, so we do them, all that. And then in the next wave of focus groups, we will settle a few items that people cannot agree on because there are always a few things people cannot agree on. Huh? Uh, so the example we, we often give is for elderly participants one of the items always very controversial, microwave. So some will say, very convenient, you must have, you know, to save time, but there will always be one or two participants you will say, but microwave cause cancer leh. <laughs> So, okay. so, not safe. Not yeah, safe. Not, mm, safe. Not, safe. not safe. So if people okay. say that, then we ask, what do the others say, you know, mm. And then uh, in the end, they settle. Somebody, I still remember, they said that actually you can do everything with a wok and a cover. They say, mm. what do you want to do? Heat up food? Steam la. Mm. Uh, wok and a cover. If, if it's frying, then fry again. So, so somebody said this, with a wok and a cover, you can do everything. I said, everybody agree? Okay nah, okay. So and mm. then we settle the controversial items. Hashtag Chinese people, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, so we settle those you know, strangely some <laughs> items we, we don't expect to be controversial become very controversial. Mm. We settle those then we show them the, the price. So, so we see if a previous group said all these things and so this is the amount and they say well, what do you think? How do you think this number looks? So by the time we come up with the final budget and we reveal it to the public right actually we are quite relaxed because mm. we know we have already shown it to people and then if they want to do huh? Or they say, mm, right? We have already seen the reactions mm. right? Mm. So after this wave or wave of focus groups from starting from a definition and then to constructing list and in between we're going to find out, find out how much things cost and then we calculate the number we show it to the final group because this work is so nitty-gritty yeah? by the time we bring it out to the public we are quite comfortable. First of all, that it is a set of results we, we can quite happily defend because those participants, I uh, didn't mention how long the focus groups are. Each wave is slightly different in length, but the longest focus groups run for six hours, you know. So for six hours, people are talking about this little barang-barang in the house. Oh my goodness. And then why does it take six hours? Because sometimes they don't agree. And then sometimes we will, will challenge them. If somebody says, and so, somebody will always again say, uh, red wine uh, is the need <laughs>
2: Uh, and Chinese in uncle, the, is it? In the, <laughs> in, the, in the Singapore budget, alcohol doesn't end up, mm, uh, there's no mm. consensus. But actually in the UK budget, there's alcohol it budgets. Does?
1: Yeah, so it's quite cultural as well, right? is yeah, say social reason. Mm. Somebody will say red wine, then we will say, why is red wine a need? Mm. Then... He will try. La, he You say, it's good for health. He will, la. <laughs> he will try. He will try. He will say, he say, it's good for blood circulation. Right? So he really say
0: it's good he for blood circulation. Go- the co the, of the marketers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: but we know that. So Other
2: people will check him. <laughs> that's why yeah, yeah. we,
1: are, we are not worried. No? So when people say, this item looks so weird, but it had already gone through so many rounds, right? This group, it will, it will self-check. Mm. So somebody else will say, how can you say wine is a need? So there will be, no uh, be no agreement, no consensus. So never makes it into the list uh. mm. uh-huh. so we do this challenging us why is a, is it a need not a one and why do we need the definition because if people cannot agree we'll say if i take out wine right do you lose anything from the definition mm. again people will say like for social belonging for social participation you need wine then somebody else will say but you also meet friends over kopi at the coffee shop yeah. that's okay what you yeah. don't need it. okay nah. so the item doesn't make it into
0: the list interesting mm. Mm. so so what mm. is this definition then Oh, and and, and that's the contention, memory. right? That's the contention, yeah. right? Yeah. What is considered basic yeah. standard of living in Singapore? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a mouthful. If you forget things, you know. Basic yeah, standard yeah.
2: of living in yeah. Singapore today <laughs> should include Housing, food and clothing, but it's not limited to that. It also includes uh, opportunities to work-life balance, to education, to healthcare. It should allow for people to participate, social participation, and it should allow for people to partake in cultural and religious practices that they might want to be involved mm-hmm. in. yeah,
1: mm-hmm. And give people a sense of those four things, right, which was flagged in a certain press release. Uh, belonging. That's you can I name remember. one, it's okay one. Yeah. Yeah. Belonging, <laughs> respect. <laughs> belonging, security, independence, independence. and respect. Mm-hmm. Those four mm-hmm. things. yeah, mm-hmm. that, that participants say is a need. Nah. But Mm. government says don't need. What is the contention then? The contention as we understand it. Because you can, I mean, we we read the same (laughs) press releases that everyone else does. I think when uh, MOF, it was a joint release actually. MOF, was it MSF? MOM. Joint release. Their contention is that these things, they're not saying it's not nice. But they are saying these are things that people want. Mm. They are not things that people need. Right, mm. so their contention is exactly that these things are not needs. They don't exactly say why. I mean, they just state it almost as if that these things shouldn't be be needs. I must say, it was maybe uh, on hindsight, right, quite a good thing that they picked that out as an objection because mm. then the public get to talk about it. Yeah, and we want research to be read to generate discussion, so we welcome this sort of thing. And then when we were looking at, of course, some of the more organic public discussions and or. or on more independent platforms like this one. You won't see it in mainstream media. Mm. Um, but in some of the more organic discussions, people were saying, how can we say these things are not neat? I think there is something great thing about being told that you don't need security, you don't need independence, you don't need respect, you don't need this. There's something great thing to be told that these things are nice, but you don't need it. So we were when we were reading some of the public discussions uh, after we launched a report, people were saying that for what Singapore is today, the level of uh, of wealth, of economic progress, we have gone way past survival and subsistence. These things should squarely be in need. So, this was some of the discussion that, that happened after the report.
0: But a lot of these things uh, can be said to be a bit arbitrary, right? Like it's a it's a it's, it's a bit more like atas more complex <laughs> existential. You know, it's not it's not as tangible. You know, but how, how does it, how how does it manifest then in the tangible?
2: I think that's exactly what the MIS research is good for, is to say that there are two layers of needs. Two layers. One layer are the things that are more abstract,
0: arbitrary, more more mm, atas, okay. more complex.
2: I wouldn't use arbitrary or okay,
0: okay. to say yeah, because okay. I think it's it okay. Is, we can standardize the yeah. semantics. No, <laughs> I,
2: I think I it's, understand. It's, I'm a it's not in the sense that I think it's a it's universal. It's not just for people of a certain class. Mm. Everybody needs security and independence and uh, some choice, some degree of security. Everybody mm. needs to feel dignity fair that one is universal and it should not be dependent on how wealthy or poor one per, a person is fair. right mm. it should not depend on wealth everyone mm. deserves to have that that's mm. basic mm. so the that's one layer that is is about is about those things it, you know is the more abstract right it's the independence security belonging yeah and overall yeah. dignity right and then the second layer are the how does that are those things so abstract that you don't need to translate them to things? No, no, no. Because Mm. those are also not things that you simply get if people change their mindset. Mm. It's not like, oh, if we start respecting everybody, then everybody has respect, then problem solved. It's not that. Mm. It's that people need to have the appropriate clothes to wear to a wedding Mm. and then another different set of appropriate clothes to wear to work and other set of appropriate clothes to wear to other social gatherings. Mm. Yeah, Mm. Uh, That respect and the ability to participate in social life mm. with friends with family requires things also mm. it's mm. not as long as everybody's mindset is that we respect everyone then the just greet and say
0: thank you yeah, right? right yeah, and then yeah. everything it's is sorted that, right? yeah. okay, okay. so it's,
2: it's two layers <laughs> it's like you know, it's it's like, you know, those kuei kue salada, salad, mm-hmm. the green and the rice, right? You need both parts. You cannot have just the <laughs> green or just the rice. Fair, yeah, you fair. need the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, two, it's two layers of needs, you know, one mm-hmm. or two layers of thinking about needs. One mm-hmm. is that more abstract stuff, but then recognizing that all the abstract things require material things to fulfill. Mm-hmm. So the abstract things we are saying are very universal. Everyone needs those things. But how people meet those needs will change or over the life course or will partly depend on people's different tastes and preferences so in building that part we have to allow for the fact that we are a diverse society mm-hmm. we cannot insist everybody uh, wants you know black t-shirts or something like that something mm-hmm. so specific or that everybody wants Um, I mean the example I really like to give is the bubble tea one where the young people are like yeah there's a need that's a need because in fact that is the way young people have social lives right Mm. they go and buy the tea together they drink together they chit chat all that that is part of their social belonging Mm. yeah and they they need a budget in order to be able to hang out with their friends Mm. right but old people did not really care for bubble tea what they need are budgets so that they can go and eat at the kopitiam in the morning or at the hawker centre they need might be certain kinds of extra plates and extra cutlery at home or sofa and extra chairs at home so that they can have friends and family over Mm. from time to time. So our needs change over the life course and our needs may also be different depending Mm. on our tastes and preferences. Mm. The budget Allows for that. It allows for some degree of choice. We have to put certain items in place. But we're not saying that everybody wants exactly the same thing. Mm. Like these items uh, signify that they are meant to meet certain kinds of needs. But some of them may be swapped out by other things. Fair. And, mm. and to
0: be fair, I think the debate is in the in the tangible I think in the intangible amongst, Mm. I mean, especially amongst our listeners, I think nobody would dare to stand up and debate against, against it because we all want it. You know, we want to be accepted. We want to be respected. We want to be part of the community. We want a dignified life. How how you stand against this thing, right? Yeah. Everyone wants yeah, it. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I think it's it's um that's why knowing that there are those two layers is very important. Yes. You know, the more sort of universal layer, and then the more pluralist layer, where you have to allow for some diversity mm, mm. and change over time. Mm, yeah, mm, because what we want now and what we want. Twenty or what we need now to meet our social participation needs, uh and what we want, what we need ten years from now is going to be different because our, we will be at a different stage in our lives, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I'm- we talk to parents too, what they need for their children really changes a lot. Mm-hmm. That's why we have the childhood cut up into so many different age groups, yeah, right? Yeah. Because. A baby, an infant has really different needs from a toddler, has really different needs from a primary school kid, from a secondary school kid, and then from a youth.
0: I always tell my listeners, right, the running gag is, you know, you may want to high tilaw every week. Now, you know, but when you're sixty, I doubt you can do IT every month. It's too much for your body. Right. So the realities do change over time. Mm. So we we try to model it mm. as accurately as possible so that we can then plan for the best of it, right? Like you don't want to overplan. Because so if you overplan for retirement, then it also affects your current life. Because essentially you're allocating resources for the right, future. Right. You're not optimizing your now, right? Mm. So so that there's that there's that whole right, thing like right. 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 So, yeah. so I think that's interesting. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Because yeah. actually with our older um um, older people groups they said a lot about how they their views about material things change also mm. as they get older you Could know you share a little? that many of the things that uh, younger people may feel are, are, or when they were younger they might have feel, felt were needs you know are not so important anymore
1: <laughs> especially oh we noticed that i mean the our older participants right were they were really very charming.
2: They were so charming. Yeah, no, because charming. they
1: defend red wine. It's very, very <laughs>
2: charming already. Some Uncle, come, are come are on the, the show, defend red wine, okay?
1: This is maybe really an age thing. At certain stages of our lives, we are very really a bit self-conscious about how we look, mm. how we present ourselves to others. Mm. Sometimes we feel we still have certain things we want to prove, right? Mm. But mm. con- we are very conscious of what we stand for, how we come across older people don't care. Mm -hmm. They are just themselves. They've Mm. been through it all. And I particularly remember the focus group we did with uh, single elderly women. Many of them, they had, I mean, spent decades of their lives just being carers, you know. First for their children, And then for their husbands, and then some of them were were widowed late in life, The husband passed away. And then they mentioned this, and these things come out with focus groups. And they would, if you spend hours in a room talking about these things, they shared that for the first time in their life, they were actually free to do whatever they wanted for themselves, right? Mm. So they could talk about the value of social participation, making choices that make sense to themselves. They spoke with such a sense of freedom, but also very relaxed when it came to certain parts of the budget, like dolling up and all that. They are not really fast. But they said that there are certain there are certain basics you need to make sure that people can respect you. So somebody said that if I look in the mirror and I can respect myself, then I know that I'm okay. Mm-hmm. So that for for that that was that participant's way of explaining what how respect is associated with clothing. If I look in the mirror and I cannot respect myself, how can other people respect me? Mm-hmm. But beyond that, they're not so fast about mm-hmm. how they can mm-hmm. So they have that kind of relaxed confidence. This thing really changes across the, the life life stage uh, life stages yeah Mm. I I get it and and I always
0: find it very exciting when I walk past templates sometimes I see the auntie down there Zumba right I was Mm. like whoa aunties you're doing cool right
2: Yeah, it's a thing it's a thing yeah I mean definitely I think the costs in terms of dress and all that does reduce with age right Mm. partly because the sphere of people's participation I think narrows a little bit you don't have to be well in particular right Mm. you don't have to worry so much about clothes for working or clothes for looking a certain way mm, at mm. work, right? And so it becomes like that whole thing becomes
0: like yeah yeah not la, so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I yeah.
2: Know. It's it's partly that. But I guess partly also like you judgment of other people becomes less important. Yeah, yeah. 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 And now this is not to say that any stage is any is superior to any other stage. It just is. Like this yeah, is like evolution. Yeah, this yeah, is life, yeah. right? And so for younger adults, Meaning, working adults, people in that sort of middle range, yeah, twenty-five to fifty-four, some of whom, many of whom, our participants are, are parents, yeah, because the way we did the research, we were looking at people with children in the household. They had to not only care about their own ability to participate and their own sort of social belonging and respect, they also had to care about their children. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could see when you talk to parents, parents' concerns are much more than uh, older persons because they, they have to think about not just themselves, but mm. they also have to think about the dignity of their children, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And how having certain things is important for children to participate in social life today. So a mobile phone, for example, was mm. something that, you know, parents had to really talk through. At what age is appropriate? What mm. kind of phone? What kind of service? You know, what is the minimum, mm. right? Mm. And to withhold it entirely after a certain age is just completely out of the question. Because, really? Yeah, because mm. how then how will children... Uh, socialize with other children, right? Mm. This is where all the kids are are communicating these yeah, days, yeah. right? How will they arrange to go out with their friends? Yeah. So, you know, of course, parents are very concerned.
0: Mm, of course, about... because the soccer ball don't end up in the list yeah. anymore, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. They're very concerned <laughs> about this, yeah? And um. yet, they also understand what are social norms now? It, it's important, I think, to know that the, the methodology is about capturing social norms Mm, mm. yeah it's not just about capturing individual desires for things it's also Mm. people reflecting on what is acceptable and what is necessary for participating in society today
0: yeah of course I remember when I was growing up like you just need to shout downstairs hey Hmm. what a play not right you know and hmm. then then we'll just be all be downstairs and if
2: you want to arrange to go out you call call. people you set a time and then you actually turn up right (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) none of this like 10 minutes before exactly sorry ah I'm late (laughs) ah (laughs) I'm
0: 13 minutes late sorry paise meeting overrun what the hell is that right but okay sorry sorry (laughs) yeah yeah. things have changed right things have changed social norms change and and all that yeah and and i remember you you were on wallet show and you were talking about like the whole tuition thing Mm. like it was consensus like Mm. no debate right Mm. and Do you have anything else you want to add, add, add on that? It's, it's like, wow. It's not something to be very happy about, you know? When I, when I heard no. it, I was like, oh shit, really? So that was one of those items that we expected
1: disagreement, contention at least, and then nothing, right? And then of course, sometimes silly items like printer. People just went on and on. Like, I cannot agree whether you need to buy a printer. But for tuition, it was so, so quick. And then people said it exactly with the same tone that you brought this up, you know, almost with a sigh. That that's what it is. So of course we challenge them. We said, why aren't why isn't the education that takes place in schools? Why isn't that enough? And then people would say, in an ideal world, it should be enough. But right now in Singapore, it is just not enough. So th- what, what they're saying is they don't enjoy that reality mm. anymore than, than their kids. You know, nobody yeah. enjoys it in this system, Of course. but that yeah. is what it is. And they said almost with the same kind of uh, almost resignation, right? When we asked them about CCAs and leisure and social participation and enrichment classes and so on. So when they said the kids also on weekends need to do some enrichment and go and play, I remember we asked them, don't they already play during CCAs? Again, they said CCAs is not really about play anymore. There's all, There can be a lot of pressure about getting into the school team for competition and you have to remember that this could become the route that your child depends on to get into you the top DSA. school. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly that. If the grades is not the pathway, then you must have a backup. So, where is the play and all of that so then you need to cater separately for for play so that part of the conversation I think it went quicker than we expected but um, not in in a happy way
0: it was quite quite sobering it's true I mean we had a discussion around this whole DSA thing also because I think in the forward Singapore motion it was uh, they planned to do more of it right and of course, it's one of those policies where, you know, on surface, sounds very good, ma, right? Different kids, you know, they, they give, kind of highlight everyone's strengths and all that, which is great, you know, but then you realise that when you open that up, then the whole thing becomes a competition also. Right, then it becomes a capital stacking process also. Mm-hmm. Right. So that whole thing just, you know, it's it's a much longer discussion, right? yeah. yeah not I mean, for today. The
2: reality is that many of these things have become many of these have become instead of places where children can simply learn and enjoy, they have become ways of assessing opportunities mm. to important things that mm. have that have concrete sort of consequences for their lives yeah, in our right? social
0: standards right yeah yeah, yeah and yeah.
2: so parents are very aware of that i think and there's a sense of resonation la, when they talk about it i mean there are, these are these are places in the focus group discussion where there was no argument over tuition being a basic need but there was a fair bit of expression of I guess, angst and unease over the fact that it is a basic need, Mm. yeah. And earlier I had mentioned, you know, parents are often very attentive to their children's needs. And here is one place where they were again, you know, where parents would say things like, well, sometimes the children themselves ask for it because they can see that they're falling behind, yeah. And if your child asks for certain things, in some ways, in many ways, I think many parents feel they, they have to mm. they have to respond to that, you mm. know, it's not easy to simply say no. no. Mm. And it's, it's really hard to say no when the norms are such that mm. everyone is doing it and you understand that this is a game you have to play. Mm. And that if you don't play it and your child uh, somehow cannot keep up, that's your failing as a parent. You know, I think people feel that quite strongly, even when they don't fully agree with like some of the, mm-hmm. the norms. And, and that is and part of social norms, right, mm-hmm. essentially. And then mm-hmm.
0: the evolution of it, it's the—it's also very interesting.
2: It is very yeah. interesting. I mean, uh, some of the other work that I'm doing now is, is also on this, is on how parents think about the education issue. And I, I think this is a space where people feel very... Conflicted, mm. where there's a where there are things working at odds. Mm. That on one hand, to be a good parent is to do this, mm. is to make sure our kids have enrichment and tuition. On the other hand, that also seems to be not great parenting. If I think about how I want my child to have free time and freedoms and some level of play, and some kind of childhood, mm. right? So that there's this kind of sense that there's there are these you know opposing forces and it's hard to know what what is the right thing to do as a parent
0: Mm. so when you publish that book or Mm. report you come again okay Okay. Ah, then we thought we thought again that's a that's a whole beast right (laughs) and a lot of our community uh our listeners they are in that range young kids three years old five years old you know all the way up to like teens and there's a lot of gradient in that i mean you've you've pointed out right so so that that is that is cool interesting um so if we, if we all can have a consensus on like dignity, respect, all these things we need, right? And then the only divergence is in the tangible of how to achieve these things, right? What is the qualm with the ministry? Like, you know, I mean, they put up this uh, statement to to kind of essentially put up their position on it right so maybe just kind of give us some color like where where is the contention
1: this is the second time they've released the the second part of their press release is a repeat from an earlier one so we have released three reports from this study 2019 21 23 so uh, in 2019 they, re- they issued a release and then uh, a- again this time around a few months ago um, they have a few kind of methodological quibbles, yeah. uh, suggesting that we should be careful about interpreting the results because they were suggesting were certain shortcomings with the method. Of course, uh, of course, we don't agree. Uh, but it's been hard <laughs> getting our explanation kind of reported in the press. Uh, so, so you never see that. But it is on uh, uh, what's enough.sg. Dot, dot so our full explanation of the methodological concerns are. Uh, all in there.
2: We, we did publish a few op-ads.
1: We did, uh, mm. but never kind of a like a point-for-point point response mm. Uh, mm. That, that no one would pick up. So I'll just give one example so it's more concrete of what a methodological quibble might be like. So they've suggested, for example, that uh, because we show the profile uh, of our participants, percentage who are from different types of housing so they picked out one part which is that there are the percentage of our participants the proportion of our participants from private housing is higher than in the actual Singapore population mm. so the suggestion is that those participants have skewed upwards the budget so the main contention is that number too high not too low huh? mm. so the contention is too high
2: <laughs> <laughs> not too
1: low huh? yeah. yes yes. so yes, yes. and we can talk about why is that the direction of the mm. of their concern mm. but nonetheless that it that that's the concern. Too high, and the suggestion is is too high because there are wealthy people in your too many wealthy people in your focus group. I've, I've always felt that that criticism is a bit disingenuous because in the same table where we showed the proportion of participants from private housing, we also showed the, just two lines above, proportion from public rental flats. Mm. So these are very uh, heavily subsidized HDB flats for lower income residents. The The income they made to qualify for these rental flats is really low. So this is really uh, at the bottom of our economic uh, distribution, income distribution, uh, families that find it really hard. That segment is all also overrepresented you know Mm -hmm. so if the wealthier people private housing participants skewed it up why didn't they suggest that the rental flat tenants might have skewed the results down and actually the number should be even higher Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so there are some of these methodological quibbles but this is this time around the second time they issued a press release it it was for us uh, they repeated the methodological quibbles uh, because there was never a public response uh, from us but they added a few more interesting points we found it very interesting the idea Mm -hmm that belonging, security, independence and respect are what people want, not what people need. So I I thought that was interesting. That again is their way of suggesting, it's a different way of making the same argument. Therefore, your numbers are too high Mm. because Mm. you are including good to have Mm. the the items that will translate into these intangibles which people don't don't really need. And then of course, they, they like to cite as examples a few items that I think they feel will come across as controversial to people So I think they mentioned jewellery, perfume, overseas holiday. So those three things are jewellery, perfume, and overseas holidays. And I mentioned before, because we spent so much time talking to the participants, we also asked them, why do you need perfume? Uh, Why is it a need? Why is it not you want perfume? And then people say that if you go to an interview, all sweaty and smelling not nice, what are your chances of getting a job? Mm. This is along the same lines of... People know they need to dress appropriately for a job interview and for different occasions. Mm-hmm. You can't go to a relative's wedding, uh, dinner, wearing whatever you like. Why? Because it's a form of respect. Mm-hmm. People get very upset if you don't wear what is appropriate, right? And, and so on. So perfume... This it's
0: your prerogative. <laughs> la. But anyway, anyway.
1: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so perfume is long, uh, the, the same line. Uh, jewelry... I mean, they use the term jewellery, but actually within the spreadsheet, we give examples as well. We actually, we mean fashion accessories. Ah. Mm-hmm. a Brooch, maybe earrings, uh, hair, hair clips. What's what? $50 a year. Right. So you're not buying diamond earrings. Huh? $50. So it's Daiso, ah, not diamond. Ah. <laughs> so, but it is something, it's something nice that oh, when did you...
2: you...
1: just think that <laughs> <laughs> Is it unfair to Daiso? It's okay, right? <laughs> like, they, their whole strategy is, that is affordable, their, that is right? Brand, brand position, right? right? Yes, okay, yes, okay. So, yes. so, we like that. Like so, so, uh, so, so, uh, so again, jewelry. I think once we explain that it's uh, accessories, because mm-hmm. there's expectation that on certain in, social, in certain social <laughs> occasions, you need to you need to wear that because all your colleagues do, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, you look like you're not taking the your the work in the workplace seriously. So there is that. With overseas holidays. This one, we we also noticed that uh, in other countries that do this study, uh, it's never been contentious you know, that people sometimes need to get out of the country they are living in. So if you are in the UK, it's possible to take a holiday in another part of the UK. If you live in London or somewhere down south, you can go to Scotland for holiday. Uh. But if you're in Singapore, you live in Bedok, you cannot say that you go to Bishan for holiday, right? So of course, the minimum for a, to get out of this place, it means Malaysia at the very Bro, and
0: it's amazing how Tuas lamppost is a is a thing on the Google Maps. You know, like someone oh made that. You know, there's this Tuas lamppost that know. people cycle and they they put stickers oh, on it. It's so a it thing? has become. <laughs> Do, do people think it's a holiday? I think I don't
1: no lah, <laughs> Yes, yes, okay. <laughs> You know, I toss that thing. Uh, uh, apart that's from leisure, that, that's leisure. That's yeah. important too. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. during the COVID years, no yeah, choice. Yeah. Ah. you yeah. pretend. Oh, Changi, Changi Bot Walk is holiday. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 Uh, other than that, I remember at one point people said Changi Bot Walk looked like Jeju, so I <laughs> cycled there. We're you know, very hard, I, I cycled there and then I took a picture. <laughs> and sent to my colleagues. I said, "This is not Jeju,
2: <laughs> yeah."
1: Anyways, uh, apart from those dark years people said at least you must go to Malaysia so we went to check what kind of holiday Port Dixon Ipoh and even Mm. then not even scoot you know so Mm. sorry uh, scoot nothing wrong with scoot we (laughs) like scoot (laughs) <laughs> but they are saying even that is not basic go by coach by bus that's mm, basic mm, so that's what we cost it for so we remind people uh, who object to holiday if we don't park the, the point Yoyen made the specific it doesn't have to be Ipoh and Dixon Port Dixon we're not saying everybody needs to go to these two places mm, but it's a placeholder sponsored by tourism <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a placeholder for a certain category of holiday mm. so it it kind of reserves a part of the budget for that i mean if you don't like Ipoh, you can go somewhere else but for sure that budget will not bring you to paris right yeah, that is yeah, clear yeah, right so yeah. nobody disagrees with that because if we don't earmark a part of the or ring fence ring fence not earmark a ring fence a part of the budget for that then it means that at a basic level uh, a household living on a basic standard of living will never in their lifetime get to see Outside of Singapore. Mm. Nobody thought that was acceptable. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Fair. fair so fair. people talked a lot about how, you know, while well, life is very stressful, you know, we work so much and people need holidays. People need time away with their families. This is an important bonding time. It's traveling. Um uh-huh. Because travel has become such a norm in Singapore, in some ways, to participate, you mm. have to also be able to do yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, again, it's not a luxurious holiday, but yeah. you know, yeah. from time to time, to be able to the outside fair, Singapore, yeah, or yeah. see the world a bit,
0: and it's quite a uniquely Singapore mm. problem because we are that small,
2: mm.
0: right? Like mm. any bigger country,
2: you yeah. you, you know. Like- also, in the other MIS, you know, they have budgets for internal travel. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. well, yeah. since they are in Europe, I guess they can also think of travel within Europe.
0: Road, yeah, much yeah, cheaper. Yeah. Take than, the Dover ferry, or <laughs> yeah, That's the cheapest you know, way. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we also am, talked, you know, mentioned to our participants because we have this budget doesn't mean every year Madam M or Mister M have to use. Mm. You know exactly this budget. They could also decide we won't travel for three years and then we save up that money and with that that three year budget we can go somewhere further, mm, right? Mm, and mm. they thought that that was a reasonable way to think about. Fair, travel fair, as well. fair, yeah. fair 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 yeah. fair okay okay that this is a basic you know yeah, yeah. not a luxurious mm. kind of mm, budget mm,
0: fair, mm. fair 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 okay very very interesting and i think maybe i i could maybe just kind of share my my thoughts right based on this essentially mm. i think a big part of the contention with the government is more like okay now if this is the accepted reference right then everything else have to move along right is that kind of is it kind of the situation because if what you guys are setting is is a bit higher of course the debate is on like you know what is considered basic right and and that one we can we can debate until the cow come home right but it's more like just on the ultimate number that you guys are, are pushing for is higher than where the government stands so if you know they come up with all this because they don't want to shift that number it's going to affect every other thing is that kind of how to think about it I mean, it's not ideological you know what I mean in this one you don't sweat exactly uh? <laughs> We are finance (laughs) podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a numbers (laughs) thing, right? Like, then then the reference point becomes the GST budget, the the rebate become different. The CPF uh, annuity, CPF life become different number Mm. because everything is referenced to uh, internal, you know, standard, right? If we believe that three thousand five is the standard, all the social policies will shift along, right? And and that's a big, big thing. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I think one of the most important parts of the most recent report, I mean, we do this in every report, but the most recent one that we published was the shortest of the three, right? And so in some ways, it pops the most because (laughs) within those short pages, this is a big part of what we do is that we use our numbers and we compare it to various things. Yeah, we compare it to real incomes. We compare it to various social policies. Because we do that, it's a very direct, I think it's a very direct critique Mm. that, you know, this is, there are so many households who live below what we've said is a minimum income standard, that the various goodies... Handouts Handouts, uh, throughout
1: the, especially the
2: last two years. Yes, yeah. Add up to only very minuscule percentage of what households actually need. I think what MIS does and what these benchmarks allow us to do is to allow us to see $500. uh. Is $500 a lot or a little? Mm. let's see let's compare it to what a household actually needs mm. right mm. or how much did we just get
0: i mean i think it's the gst yeah i don't know I, lo- I love that you don't know because that means it doesn't matter
2: right that's right right but, but, yeah
0: for us i mean like i don't think about it also yeah, and that's a that's yeah. a good position to be in exactly yes.
2: but if again you know sometimes the amounts can seem like a lot right and mm. when they're announced it's always in you know, multiple millions, of course, mm. that, that it costs overall. But then if you, if you compare it to what a household actually needs, what does it amount to, mm. right? Oftentimes, it is really a drop in the ocean. Mm. Mm. And I think that that is um, that's a strong critique
1: and I earlier I said this, uh, the criticism right the government's criticism is in one direction they're not saying your number is not accurate try again they're saying your number specifically they're saying your number is too high mm. right so I think your gut about it's because it makes other provisions yeah, look has low to yes, right? yes. relative to this I think is very on point right? Right. so otherwise their criticism would be a generic one not accurate they didn't say not accurate they say too high right mm-hmm. so then but it, I think it's also important to point out and this again came up in some of the public uh, discussion that we saw online people say that if you are saying that this is not the correct or best way of measuring, usually what should you follow up with? You say Instead we measure it this way mm. but there isn't you know yeah. so the criticism is simply that this is not a good way of measuring finish ready. Yeah. Right. So when, when the criticism is framed that way, it can give people the impression that you just don't want it to be measured at all Right. Not mm. that you want it to be measured accurately because you're not offering an alternative. Mm. Mm. Right. Uh, this was something, I mean not just public debate, it was raised in Parliament.
0: Yeah. P A P M P P A P M P R Shout so out you... to you. Jurong G R C very 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 on the finger. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very oh, impressive. impressive. Yes, yes, well thank done, you, yeah. thank you. Shout out to you, <laughs> <Nam>. <laughs> we blinked a
1: few times also yes, last like, yes, so. Who
0: asked? Exactly. When I was, like, I was like, what what's going on? Because I'm one of those people that listen to the parliament debate. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I like, well done you what? Yeah. <laughs> it also, that's, it's that's very interesting. yeah,
1: we've yeah. yeah. got a serious criticism would be this is not the the best way we disagree mm. with your way. This is our way. Yeah,
0: let's put out our methodology. Right? it cannot yeah.
1: be just don't do this, yeah cause yeah. that doesn't advance the discussion. yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I, I suppose there is something in the fact that we are criticizing policy at all. It's a bit grating, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I mean, because this methodology is so, represents a kind of different way of approaching who has the right to say what is a basic standard of living, mm, right? Mm. It's saying that actually ordinary people should be the ones to figure this out, mm. that, that should have strong voice and strong representation, right? Mm. I think that that is not the usual way of doing things in this country mm. and so mm. that that itself is also violating some kind of norm, law.
0: Yeah. yeah, Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm sure we can have a lot, a lot more discussion, right? So, but at, at this juncture, I would like to let the number out of the bag, right? So, mm. so what are some Do of these? what are, scene, if you some that one You don't let are... us bring notes <laughs> and you want numbers? Luckily, I read the report just <laughs> oh, yeah. before I came. Okay, great. If oh, not, is you can check numbers, out guy? what <laughs> enough, what's enough.sg. Okay, we've been quoting yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so in
1: case I get it wrong, just go to our website. All our reports are there. And yeah. I must say, we don't have one number. We have a lot of numbers and we have a calculator which can use uh, to calculate the budget for, for I think several hundred different permutations of households nice. right? because the data allow us to do that. So the report, of course in a report, if you want to do analysis like compare with uh, inflation and the various policies, we need to pick a few. Uh. Mm-hmm. So we pick a single elderly person. Latest numbers is 1492 per month, 1492. And then there is, uh, I think it's sing- a single parent with one child. I think that one is 3369.
0: Mm, child expensive. Huh? Child very Suddenly expensive. Suddenly times two. Huh? Yeah, yeah, child, yeah, child is very expensive. Yeah, yeah. In
1: fact, the UK team did a special study called the cost of a child.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: Very literal. Yeah, huh? Very yeah. literal because children are very mm, expensive. Yeah. And then uh, for the largest household, we, we pick out to, to spotlight is a couple with two children, uh, 6693 per month. Mm-hmm.
0: Those are the numbers. Nice, nice, nice. Interesting. Mm. And and beyond the numbers, uh, if you do not read the report before, any of their report, right? Then you know like the very detailed one, right? <laughs> so everything, curtain price, chicken rice, duck rice, all the <laughs> pricing <laughs> is that. <laughs> so, so I think rice. I think it's a good uh, platform to, to kind of model your own retirement lifestyle, right? Because I think for a lot of our listeners, um, they're not at that level. So like they are the type of people that to 200 GST, they will not care. Right Which is great, right? they they're, they're in a very comfortable position but they want to model retirement, right? They want to know like what is considered a good quality or even like a basic quality of life in Singapore. And I I think a lot of people can stand by that definition that this is basic, Mm -hmm. right? So please check out the website, you know, you have all the information there. And then model your retirement, you know, tag the team, you know, are you on socials? I know (laughs) you just had a,
2: just just joined Instagram. Instagram. But I don't know what will happen if you tag me exactly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, to... ah, scream. Mi- meanwhile. Huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile. Okay. Never mind. Don't tag. Don't type, But email them. Email me, you know, have a good conversation. <laughs>
2: please read the report.
0: Read the report, you know, and then,
2: and oh then my we, God, go, we, we go. So,
0: there. email them. Write letters to and them. Then, no, don't write letters. Please. <laughs> <laughs> don't. don't. <laughs> yeah, thank mm. you for the work that you do. Thanks thank for sharing. Thank you. Thank you uh, for, for the work that you, that you do. do. Nice. <laughs>